0: It can't go on Is the truth so elusive So elusive, you see That it ain't enough, baby To break the distance between you and me there's a list of grievance, a hundred miles long, there's a cold of silence, and it can't go on. Well, you walk with your eyes open, but your lips say remain sealed, but the vows are made are broken, the truth you need to. Need like to you know now need to you know what's going on. Well, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on.
2: Town again to do some uh, shopping, some pertinent shopping, it never ceases to amaze me how people who serve you at cashier counters are dressed like billboards. They're dressed almost like clowns, some of them, and they don't know it to think it's normal because they're young and they've been born into this system where the corporate logo means that you're basically owned and you are a walking billboard. They used to say that you should be proud of your labor and have dignity in labor. And meanwhile, you're being plastered today uh, with all the logos and badges and colors of the corporation you work for. It's amazing how we truly adapt so quickly in this system to the changes without question. And there's no one really to tell the younger ones that it wasn't always like this. You think everything is normal unless their parents tell them how it used to be and what happened, how these things transpire. Well, in the bank, too, I just mentioned to the cashier or the teller uh, that the U.S. dollar and the Canadian dollar are pretty well on par now, and that's getting ready for the unification of the Americas. And she casually said, she says, um, oh, that will never happen. And then as an afterthought, she said, almost in a dreamlike state, which she was in fact, because most people are in a somnambulistic state most of the time. She said, it will make much difference. We're all the same now anyway. And I realized that her subconscious had already been programmed towards this through all the bits and and bytes of information that you get every day from the media, from the news, the mainstream news is programming the public subconsciously into decisions which are made for them and to adapt to them. And she was quite right. If you look at the cultures now across America and Canada, it's the same culture. We've all been given the same indoctrinations for since World War II, especially. And we have the same educational system uh, running the whole countries giving us the same propaganda towards unification. And really this farce with the border right now is just a pretense to get everyone ID'd. And once that's happened, the borders will start coming down just like they did in Europe, because this is the second continent that's to go. Uh, First Europe, then the Americas, and then they'll have the little battle for the Pacific Rim region, which has already been decided as to who is to be the boss read Karl Marx's writings in the 1800s, where he talked about the three training blocks under a super government, a world government. We don't get taught this stuff in school, although the books are available to those who want to go and seek them. We're taught, again, little bits and bites of history. We're never given the causes of history. We're never given the huge meetings and the moneyed people and foundations that plan the future and profit from the wars as they change societies by wars and bring them into it was the next level. Line.
1: Everybody knows that the days are loaded, everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the captain line Everybody got this broken feeling Like their father or their dog just died Everybody talking to their pockets Everybody wants a box of chocolates And a long stem roll
2: I am back again. This is Alan Waters cutting through the matrix. The the bumper music's not quite the right stuff, but we're we're doing our best here. I was going to say there that um, a good way to break people's programming during their day when you go into stores is to answer a question that they give you, which is generally, uh, "Have we found all we wanted, sir?". And you say, no. And then they look up, because they're not used to that, you see, they look up at you and you make eye contact. And then you, you, you just tell them you were joking, you are going to break their programming. And they'll laugh because they realize that they are conditioned to go through all of this nonsensical formula. They're told to by their bosses. It's all making us so impersonal, really. We're becoming like machines. And we shouldn't be, because that's not what living is all about. You have to get personal contact uh, between people to exchange information and to get them to think. The trouble today is most people are not thinking. They are, in fact, working like a program. And today I did this in one store, and the girl did make eye contact. She did laugh because she realized that I was right. She was a program. And then she said to me a strange thing, interesting too, she said, Actually, she said, I'd rather be back in the program because I've got to work till midnight today. And I realized, yeah, they'll switch off and go back into their their program, their conditioned responses, and their have a nice day formula with every person that comes across and goes past them. Because in reality, you see, none of them would would rather be there if they had a choice. They're on it because of this monetary system and this freedom we, we call democracy, which is just a farce, really. We don't have democracy with a, a limited amount of choices to make, and that's done really from school onwards. As you're all categorised and put into different formulated classrooms, which decide your life for you from then on, uh, which category of work you'll go into. Now I believe there's there's someone on the line, uh, Mark from Canada. Are you there?
3: Yes. Uh, hi, Alan. How's it going? Not so bad. Yeah, I was uh, I was just calling to say you uh, you uh, you say some some really. Uh, some really, uh, interesting things, and, uh, I've been, uh, following you for about a year now. I'm, uh, well, I'm a pretty, pretty young guy, and, uh, I basically, uh, started kind of looking up towards the, uh, the systems of social control since, uh, since hearing about you, uh, hearing what you've been talking about. Now, uh, I was just, I just had one question, and I'm, I'm not sure if you'd be able to answer it, on air at least, but, uh, you had spoken with, uh, Bill Deagle about some, uh, some other other levels of uh, of control that you didn't feel comfortable mentioning,
2: mm-hmm.
3: just uh, for the sake of not being thought uh, thought rational, I suppose.
2: No, it's not that. It's not that. It's that you, you see when you when you've been studying this your whole life and investigating your whole life, you know how much people can handle. Now, uh, yeah, just yeah. the general stuff that I'm teaching them is, is hard enough for most people to handle. Many will choose not to listen at all. Because it scares them.
3: Yeah, um, I, I totally, are... I totally agree with you on that. There's uh, usually, I guess, you kind of reach the ceiling mm-hmm. with with some people, and you kind of just, you just know, uh, in, I guess, intrinsically that you won't be able to, I guess, go to that next level of, uh, yes, I guess, of topics. But if you, if there was something, you know, I, I were to sort of research on my own, mm-hmm. you know, what, uh, I, 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 pretty much assume that, you know, most, I, I wouldn't assume, but like a lot of people who, uh who do like listen to your show? You know, most of them I would I would think look up the things that you speak about and don't just take you on your word because that's right they do yeah. So is there like is there any sort of not necessarily like a like a hint or what what would you what would you say is more of the area of something that you wouldn't be able to
2: to mention? Well, one part of it is the. It isn't just the intensity or the scientific formulas which are used on them daily, in fact. Mm. And from childhood, it's also uh, how how psycholinguistics and other fields of science are used on them, too, which literally do program them to accept even the most bizarre things to a rational person they will eventually accept without thinking because most decisions, as I say, occur in the subconscious and they're mm. actually programmed into you to accept changes, mm. pre-planned changes, but also going into the language and how, even when you speak it, you're, you're helping to intensify and solidify, fixate, or put an engram in your mind yeah, to yeah. make you behave in a certain way. That's one, one, one particular area, but there are others in, in use as well, which are, are highly advanced, in fact, very very advanced.
3: There's, uh, there's definitely a lot of... Uh Usually, after I guess after to listening to some of your talks and investigating into the more or less the root of our language, usually having a just in everyday-to-day conversation with some people, just the, the terminology that they use, I guess a lot of people are, are are somewhat blind to the to the language that they use. You know, saying
2: words. They're just, very you know, blind. In fact, you, you'll find that uh, Lenin. I mean, Lenin understood the scientific techniques because he was taught by many of the scientists of his day. And banked mm. by the big bankers of the West, that's who created communism. It's a fast method of, of uh, making a cohesive, huge society out of many small nations and standardizing them. But he said that we shall win by slogans. And if you go into the traditional arguments, either between races, religions, mm. uh, the genders, the whole thing, all they'll do is repeat slogans and go round in a loop with you because they can't think for themselves they actually they'll throw the slogans at you that's all they can do and that's all they can argue with
3: that's a bad i guess that's basically all that all that we're given from birth like even myself there's there's probably half of the words that i use i i'm not 100 percent, you know sure of exactly what it is i'm i'm even
2: saying that's right we, we, if you go into the roots of it and actually break it down and see what it really really means because mm. As I say, your subconscious uh, works on a different level. It's in touch with the unconscious. The Unconscious is the, is the big sea where all thoughts come from, where all the different parts of you are, and they're all kept under lock and key. However, that also understands the terminology and, and will alter your behaviour accordingly, without you realising it.
3: I see. I see. I had read. I read somewhere. I, I'm sorry, I can't remember where that uh, that the the basic act of forgetting something. Is a lot more complicated than, uh, than it appears when you, like, for example, when you watch a movie, you know, most people think that that information just disappears off, you know, is erased permanently from their mind, but like a, I guess like a soot,
2: it yeah, kind, of, see, kind movies, of coats your subconscious. Movies are, are fantastic. Been, they're just drama, really, from, from the old stage days, mm-hmm. and uh, that was mandatory, as I say in old Greece, to attend the traveling plays because they were authorized by the elite, and they had moral stories, but they also had the usual sexual intrigues mm. and, and romance intrigues and the hero and the heroine, and everybody watched it. That was the hook to get them to watch because we are human, we like these things. Yeah. But in amongst them, they did have upgrading of, of the actual society uh, as morality goes, and did and alter the way you'd behave by the music they used on stage, by the dramatic effects that were used on stage, it's very impressive. So it's the emotional responses that, that imprint an idea, coupled with the real agenda, on your mind. And all all movies today um, will, will whirl you along in a roller coaster, in speed and action, in sex and all the rest of it. Uh, but, but it's all the little parts inside that make you accept things you probably wouldn't accept otherwise, that, that are attached to the to the emotion and the hype. Mm. And that's a form of imprinting. I see. Very old science.
3: Well, thank you very much for taking my call. It's, uh, it's really an honor to talk to you uh, one-on-one and uh, keep, keep doing the good work. And have a,
2: have a good night. Thanks very much for calling. See yeah, you, So that's, that's what we have in our world. We, we are programmed constantly. Um, all fiction, really, today is authorized fiction. Uh, it's because of its power, because of what it can do. And we go and we think we're free because we pay to get in and watch the movies. But in reality, we're being programmed. If if you were forced to go and watch the movies, you'd be suspicious. It's the same thing as being forced to buy a television. You'd be suspicious or a computer. But as long as you do it, you see your guard is down and you don't realize there's ulterior motives at work here. Why, for instance, was it mandatory years ago to put so much money aside to make sure that every child was adept at the computer, we think, well, it's for educational purposes to give them a better chance. But in a world of 7 billion people, how many people can really compete in a society for the top jobs? Very few. And with the the rate of change, uh, you can't keep up. It's not meant that you keep up because the computer itself is a temporary measure to adaptation to the next step and the next step, which is the brain chip, ultimately. To most people, Uh, because of the movies and even the cartoons that the children are watching, that will seem like a natural progression, never dawning. Like Lenin said, there's a thousand directions society could go, but the public must only think that the one they're living in is the the, the proper evolved one. Very old trick again, and it works very well. They realized this a long time ago, centuries ago, that the world that was going through uh, an industrial uh, uh, revolution, as they call it, Revolutions are very important when they use that term in history because most revolutions are, in fact, bloodless. Uh, We always think of the big ones, the clashes that that grabs our attention, but most revolutions are bloodless. They're carefully orchestrated, heavily financed and propagated by the media right into our brains, and and we went through that primarily from the 1920s right through the 60s, another upgrade to it. And then the sexual revolution, when they eventually brought out the pill and uh, and then started big time to promote the destruction of the family because that was decided in the 1700s, it would have to go. H.G. Wells was promoting free love in the late 1800s on behalf of his mentor. That was, was Aldo Huxley's grandfather, Sir Thomas Huxley, who recruited him. I'll be back in a moment after the following messages.
0: Everybody
1: knows that you love me, baby. Everybody knows that you really do. Everybody knows that you've been faithful. Give or take a night or two. Everybody knows you've been discreet, but there were so many people you just had to about your clothes and everybody knows and everybody knows that it's now or never everybody knows that it's me or you and everybody knows that you live forever Show still pick cotton for your ribbons and bow. And everybody knows.
2: Hi, it's Alan Watt back here with Cutting Through the Matrix. And uh, remember now, I'm not responsible for any ads you hear in between my talking. In fact, I don't get paid on any radio show or television show that I appear on. And I rely upon the selling of my own books which are widely copied, unfortunately, and uh, and also some donations to keep me going. Now, I think we've got Dan in Kentucky on the line. Are you there, Dan?
4: Yes, Alan. Good evening. How are you Uh, doing? Okay, and uh, not so bad, as you say. But um, you just mentioned your books and donations, and I'm glad you did because the last caller from Canada was talking about other areas that you might not mention on the air Mm -hmm. and my wife and I have studied uh, your three books and especially book two has the psycholinguistics in it but they all build on each other, two builds on one and three builds on one and two and I think that would really help people to understand the other areas that you can't mention on the air uh, because of uh, the levels involved. Uh, the question I had was, uh, the other day you mentioned, uh, the matrix has nine levels above and nine levels below. This is what they normally talk about. And there's a, um book by, written by a former Jesuit, Don Richard Rizzo, about the Enneagram personality type system from the Middle East, and he talks about levels of healthy, unhealthy, and average behavior. I was wondering uh, how useful you think it would be if people understood something about the next level above this one and the next level below this one to help, um, help them see where they might go or... Uh, Warn them of what danger they might fall into. And the second part, how important do you think it is to understand and be able to identify different types of psychopaths? And I'll get off the air and listen. Well, the latter one is the shorter
2: one because it's easy enough for anybody who's, who's been taught the basics of psychopathy to recognize it. And we see it all through society. It isn't just at the top strata. It's not classed as a mental illness. It's classed as a a personality defect, you might say. And uh, they say that they're born. It's not a matter of creating them. Although the culture can make people psychopathic in in their behavior, but it it comes down to the the, the nuts and bolts when when you find that certain people under pressure will do this automatically to save themselves or to gain an opportunity over others. They're highly manipulative. In fact, they're always 10 miles ahead of you uh, in whatever they're they're after. If they were to come into your home, they'd have everything evaluated instantly. They wouldn't have to think about it. It's automatic. And so they're almost like a shark in in the waters looking for prey. Uh, These are the guys at the low level you'll find as con men, uh, very good con men, and the trick of a con is to get get the victim to use their own rationale and, and, and you set a, a trap for them that they will walk into by using their own rationale. The psychopath understands logic, the way we work. Uh, again, it's like a gift that they have. They don't have to go and study it. It's intuitive with them. So this can all be taught at school, in fact, uh, quite easily. There are people and professionals who have formed little groups across the world who want every um, everybody on the planet uh, tested, but I'd rather have all the politicians and all, all enforcement bureaus, uh, anyone with power over the public tested for this particular trait. You'll find if that was to happen, the vast majority would come under the classification of psychopathy because people who gravitate into power jobs over others tend to be psychopaths anyway. That, that's a, a defect in our system because it's not our system at all. It's there's it's a dog eat dog system where the where the guy who gets to the top by any and all means will conquer and and win all. But yeah, the 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 books, as I say, lead you through a, a form of gestalt uh, reasoning where that which is within you and there's so much information within your mind that will come together as you start to think. See, you've been taught to passively be downloaded even from books. You expect everything to be put right in front of you and explained simply, and there's no reasoning or thinking to do about it. It's done for you. Whereas I try to get you to stimulate your own mind and participate when you're reading, and things that you would one time uh, gloss over suddenly jump out at you and become clear. Uh, That's the technique of, of breaking people through this, at least for the ones who can. Now remember, too, other people are so far gone uh, in their conditioning, it would take you lifetimes to try and undo it. And other people, and this is the odd thing of the time we're living in, uh, they they choose not to know. That is a decision. In the back of their mind, they may know you're right. They know what's happening is very ominous. But in order to save themselves and the little world that they've become to think is all real, uh, nice and secure uh, they would prefer not to know and those people you have to leave behind anyway and go on to the ones that you can help the old statement in all ages is always true you let the dead bury their dead because they'll take you down with them you go for the ones who are trying to get up trying to move and those are the ones you you can actually answer the questions for I'll be back after the following messages
1: And everybody knows that the plague is coming Everybody knows that it's moving fast Everybody knows that the naked man and woman Are just a shining artifact of the past Everybody knows the scene is dead But there's gonna be a meter on your bed That will disclose what everybody knows.
3: You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
1: And everybody knows that you're in trouble. Everybody knows what you've been through. Off on top of Calvary To the beach at Malibu Everybody knows it's coming upon Take one last look at this sacred heart Before it blows
2: And everybody knows Hi, Alan Watt, here again on Cutting Through the Matrix and just before I go on to Joe, I was going to mention that if you look at the, the hierarchies of angels, and remember that everything in the system has duality, then you'll start to understand the functions of every level. The people at the bottom uh, are taught to fight those that are visible and put in front of them to, to fight and attack. Uh, it's, a deep, it's a deep subject. It would take hours to explain and, go th- and educate and go through it all. But maybe one day I can do that to uh, a bigger audience. Generally, I teach it uh, in small groups. Now, Joe from Maryland's on the line. Are you there, Joe?
5: Hello. Um, hello.
2: You
5: hear me? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, this is awesome. I stumbled upon your show, and it's just absolutely awesome. I'd like to mention, though, that sometimes it seems kind of hopeless. The picture you paint. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know that we've been programmed for hundreds and hundreds of years. And I realize that um, it seems like we can save ourselves, but society sounds like it's pretty much doomed. And I'm just wondering, can we change the system without it being destroyed completely? And um, besides that question, I'd I'd like to spend a little more time once in a while naming who these people are, because I think they have to be exposed and embarrassed. And if there is a potential
2: uprising, people have to know who the enemy is. Well, the problem is with the uprising is they will tell you who the enemy is and, and people will rise up and, and they'll be demolished because uh, they've controlled this situation for centuries. They understand what they call the rabble. The rabble are so easily angered when they're given a simple target and what appears to be an obvious target. And, uh, and then, of course, the governments come out and then demolish those who started the riots. So we can't go by what we're told at the bottom level. The the larger society um, has never ever chosen its course in history. They go with what what they see as the winners. Whoever brings out the next system is who they follow. And uh, it reminds me of uh, a scene used to show in Italy uh, when the the German army was going through with the tanks and the people would, would bring out the swastikas and wave the little flags and then the next week it was the American troops going through, and they bring out the other ones with the American flags. Uh, that's how society is. They go with what they see to be the stronger power, uh, that which benefits them in the long run. I mean, really, most of them don't really care, you know. In fact, they're, they're unconscious of the direction they're all going in, and they'd fight you if you even tried to tell them. They don't want to know. So it's really uh, a battle between the 3% who understand... Uh, the the big picture and never mind all the other the rest of the percentage that are stuck in different levels uh, and want the old system back or they want it to continue here the big problem is can you save some of the old system and go into the new Uh, that's the big big problem what part of the corruption do you want to take with you simply because it's familiar to you because within human nature there's no doubt uh, it's easier to do the wrong thing and corruption always manifests itself right back again. And if you live in any kind of monetary system or a reward system for that matter, as they're going to bring in, it's, it's a, a form of a token system they're going to bring in where all your the new money will be given to you by government and it will be used as a form of social control as they withhold your credits if you're bad and, and your credits will go in if you're good, but you can't save them up because they want a massive bottom-class society and no middle-class at all. This has been widely discussed in Bertrand Russell's books, and he was a big player in this game and this agenda. So, money in any form is going to lead to corruption. You can't have it any other way in the world of matter if you choose to have corrupt uh, money at all. It will always rear its ugly head. And people, as you know, the vast majority of people are trained and they want to follow the stars, those who are successful. They love to grovel at the the foot of mammon and bow their heads to those who are successful. And that's a tragedy. That's part of the the whole problem as to why we're we're in the mess we're in.
5: Yeah, but Alan, I just don't see any kind of hope then. I mean, you're trying to say that our only... A way of attacking this is to try to get control and become the 3% that rule, or are we supposed to just be enlightened and sit there and watch?
2: It's not about so I'm, sitting I'm, and watching. It's a matter of people coming forward and beginning to say no at the right time, because uh, that, that's all that's left to you, really. Uh, armies, uh, you know, ragtag armies are not going to defeat this. Uh, the government's over a 100 years predicted where we'd be today. And they had think tanks working on uh, the reactions from different sections of the public and how they would deal with it. And for the last 40, 50 years, they've been building up internal armies all across Europe. They call them multi-jurisdictional task forces, and where they bring them all together, police and military and so on. And, and so you can't fight a, a disciplined, a directed group uh, when, you're, when you're all um, uh, disorganized yourself. And they so know you- this. So the only thing that's left, literally, is to start um, one by one, as I say, like throwing pebbles in a pool and getting the waves to, to spread out fast amongst you. And there's no doubt about it, too. Students can do an awful lot of good because young people, people who are teenagers, haven't been quite so corrupted yet. They haven't been beaten down by the system either to conform, and they're not under... Uh, uh, the the terror of losing jobs and losing pensions and all the other stuff that people are afraid of. So they're the ones who see things in black and white, and they know intuitively before they become hardened and cynical to society, they know what's right and wrong. And and, and these are the ones who are going to come up through the worst of this, and it's those people who must start the, the demonstrations. Well, there's a chance.
5: Well, I hope I'm away from the tele uh televisions long enough for that. Um I was I was kind of curious what do you think of Gandhi and do you think that the story of the nonviolent revolution is is true or do you think that there was a lot of manipulation there
2: by the Well, he used al- the key, you know, and you're right enough about that. Um, Gandhi himself um, came from Oxford. He was an Oxford graduate, Oxford where the Rhodes scholarships are for world government. And they wanted to unify continents under a single system. They tried it with Britain as a military. It was much easier to get the people, use their culture, use someone from within the culture to try and, and amalgamate a whole bunch of princedoms and, and peoples together. There's many different peoples and languages in India. And uh, Gandhi was put in. Now Gandhi, even when he was given the, the big buildup of being put in prison, and that's how you build someone up. You make them a hero is under persecution. And, and again, standard method. And uh, when he got bronchitis or pneumonia in prison, um, even if it was a guest, supposing his teachings, he eventually succumbed and accepted antibiotic treatments to cure himself. But his wife, who was also in prison, he refused. He said she wasn't to take it. And now wow. he also slept with an, a young female every night just to prove that, that he was not tempted. I mean, there's a lot more to it. than the the general media propaganda gives out. The technique works if it comes from genuine people who are doing the right things for the right reasons. But remember, we often are led along to do what seems to be the right thing, and it's a manipulated reason, and we come out sometimes worse than we were before.
5: Yeah, I would think that many of the rebellions will be led by the same people, won't they?
2: (laughs) Yes, unfortunately, you're right. Uh, You will be given your leaders at the right time uh, they've always done this. They don't like grassroots um, coming up at all. As I say, among students, it's, it's um, refreshing to see people demanding that their professors start discussing what I'm talking about and even using my talks in their classrooms across the planet. That's how things start.
5: Well, I hope so. But I, I find when I bring these up in, in different uh, things that I attend, I'm always called a conspiracy cra- uh, cool yep. Or ridiculed, and it's it's very frustrating because uh, again to they're help they're, they're using
2: the slogans that have been given to them uh, by the think tanks.
5: Black helicopters, and yep. you know it's sad and it's just it's very frustrating and it's at times uh, depressing. I do enjoy your your radio show, and it's nice to be become more and more enlightened by listening to you. And um, I hope that we're not just a bunch of smart guys who know what's going on, and that's the end of that. I mean, I hope yep. we can put it to action one way or the other, and uh, I think that we have to involve ourselves in prayer and we need some kind of spiritual, um, I don't know, some gift from God to really get this movement off the ground, and I don't don't think it's going to just work by man.
2: Well, again, it's also what is relevant, because people have never been given uh, the argumental levels of debate even amongst themselves to discuss what life is all about. Are we here to serve a system, or is the system here to serve us? We've been trained to accept this system, trained not to ask the questions, and trained to believe that it must be natural simply because it exists. And it's time that stopped. We've got to participate in our own destiny. And that's what it all boils down to. What is important to you? uh, uh, We've got to start remembering, too, that we are human with human emotions. And those are the greatest things that we have. That's the thing, Those are the very things that are under attack and have been for a long time, is to make us more like machines, obedient, trained rats in a laboratory. We've got to start using those emotions and saying what is important to us again and, and debate it publicly and decide for ourselves, because at the present we have no input whatsoever, but we can make it happen if we want to. Well,
5: thank you, Alan. Thank you very much.
2: Okay. And that's where we are with all this. It's um, it's like sending the bogus representatives off to Congress or to your parliament. And then once they're in parliament, they just, they, they turn their backs on their constituents and say, well, I have to vote with the party. What's the point in having a guy if it's a party he's voting with? How, how is he going to represent you? And it's the same thing with everything else. They've got to start taking power into our own hands and deciding what kind of society we want. Is it going to be a shark infested society uh, from the people who can take you out of your home and put you on the street, and they call that civilization, uh, or, or toss someone out of hospital when their insurance runs out, or let someone die because they don't have the insurance, when a simple operation might save them? What kind of civilization is that that we're taught is, is the most advanced one on the planet? I don't think so. This is all wrong. And it's time we brought all of this up and start stopped going to little churches and being happy with ourselves and smiling and faking it to, to each other that we're all so darned happy. Because believe you me, the smiling Christians are putting a good act on. They're scared to tell the truth to their fellows that their, their hearts are breaking inside. They have just as many disputes at home as the regular families They watch the same TV. They have just as many affairs and divorces as everybody else. It's time we all started getting real for the first time and debating all of this farce publicly. That's what we should be doing. We also must decide what is important in life. Is it your relationships with people? Is it the little toys and gadgets that you buy? Is the things that fascinate you and condition you like PlayStations and games? Okay, uh, Antonio Merlion, are you there? Yes, I am, Alan, how are you? Not so bad.
6: Um I've written to you a few times. You've answered back um just want to say, as everyone else that you do do a great job um in getting the message out there and your last night's uh blurb was excellent. You pretty much lit up the rabbit hole like it's never been lit up before. Um, I wanted to ask you one question um, How would you suggest that the people out there could 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 best help you in getting your
2: message out? What would you say to? Me? Uh, to, to take even the transcripts that, that that are freely downloadable from the Sentient Sentinel site and and start using them. Um, you got to teach people, as I say, who are looking and you can even hire a hall for a few bucks and it doesn't matter if 10 people turn up. Um, you can start speaking, at least get something started. The thing is to start talking. That's the whole thing. Inquiry starts a lot of a lot of people talking in different directions, and you'd be surprised how how quickly you can get them talking about their own lives, their dissatisfactions, and then you can start guiding them as to why they're dissatisfied, and it's very obvious once you point it all out to them. We're living in a fake society. We were taught uh, a bunch of... of, of, We're all failures, basically. You haven't made it to the top that we're supposed to be happy all the time. This fantasy we're sold. Uh, And you've got to start being real again, People are not being real, they want enemies. And we've got to also face the fact that we have we have Jekyll and Hyde personalities, which one is going to dominate over over the bad guy. We've got to control ourselves before we can go out into the world and help and advise other people and bring out the best in them. And people are not allowed to, to fulfill and progress in their lives at all. We're stunted very early on and we become bitter. And angry and we project all our failures onto other people right down to man and wife relations in the home but in reality it's the system itself that's closing in on everybody they can't keep up with the farce. they can't keep up with their credit cards and all the things that are dangled in front of their eyes that they're supposed to have uh, to pretend that they're all successful Uh, we're breaking down as a society and that's why they're churning out therapists, all kinds of, of weirdo psychologists with branches of the new age, which is basically reverting back to shamanism, to try and cope with the fallout of people trying to adapt themselves to a fake society, which is becoming worse. It's becoming more robotic and, and less human. And we've got to start uh, bringing ourselves what humanity really is and demanding uh, for the first time that we start creating our own destiny uh, rather than, than having this, this fighting that goes on in every segment of society. A fighting that's controlled at the very top levels as they put, put out black and white and yellow and all the rest of it and the genders too and they pay uh, the, the gender battlers at the top very big salaries to stir it all up. Uh, a lot of it's been exposed in the past. The CIA have now come out and admitted that they funded the top feminists who were actually lesbian uh, to, to to really lead the charge to help disrupt the family. So, all right. When
6: when you say that uh, quite a few people have a problem in engaging their imaginations and giving them the ability to see things the way that they really are. Absolutely. Uh, they, they don't have the ability to step outside that 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 box as it is and 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 look down and see how they're that they can actually be personally themselves just one by one, be manipulated. So, as you mentioned in um, your last night's show, the uh, movie you suggested,
2: Control Factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. Uh, everyone's conditioned to have their traditional uh, people or whatever it is that they just uh, download on. They, they dump all their problems on and, and blame them. And they don't realize they're all in a huge ongoing experiment and even the lower levels of the experimenters are also being studied in the experiment uh, to see their reactions. And that's how carefully contrived our system is. You were surprised at all the little tests you had in school and who had access to all of those little tests that you had in school and why they collected all this data and followed you down through your life, uh, including your, your marriages and divorces and children and so on big experiment going on all the time. I'll be back after these messages.
1: And everybody knows that the plague is coming. Everybody knows that it's But there's gonna be a meter on your bed that will disclose
2: what everybody knows. It's Alan Watts back here with Cutting Through the Matrix. And just to end up what I was saying to Antonio, we have to cross all barriers that have been put up in front of us to find equivalent people on the other side. I always treat people on a one-to-one basis and I don't care who they are, what level of society they're at, or what color or gender they are. I treat a person on a one-to-one basis and that's what the thinkers do in this world. It's time that they came forward and started crossing those lines and take the ridicule that will come from the people they leave behind because they will be ridiculed by those who are still in the darkness. That's just the way it is. I'd also like to mention it, uh, you can also tune in on at www.worldreview.tv on Sunday morning, and I'll be on there for at least an hour and a half. I'll be putting that up on the website too. But we are in a battle for everything that was and will be. And, it, and as I say, changes don't come so suddenly. Remember, this, this has been going on for thousands of years, this system of dominance and dominant minorities running our lives for us and giving us religions that we all follow so well and we even begin to love them. They sound very good. Just the guys at the top never follow those particular religions themselves. And we've got to start realizing if we find a different way. And that's like steering a ship. A we'll little touch of the rud- rudder once in a while will take you round, and the passengers won't even notice. You've got to start steering the ship very, very slowly and very gently to get that underway. We expect things to happen so immediately in this fast food type society. Here's the money, give me what I want. How do we do it? And and that's what they're after. We've been taught all our lives not to think for ourselves, but to obey. And that's a commonest problem. What do we do about it? They ask for the answer right away. They don't realize the profundity of the question they've asked. And it shows you they're not used to thinking for themselves. And they feel powerless by themselves, and that's a starting point. When you realize that you feel powerless, you've got to ask yourself, how come you feel so powerless? Because you have a voice, and you have a will, and you have the right to start making your own way. And if it affects others around you, you can certainly do it. That's how we have to start to think as individuals, once again, that cooperate together, and we don't follow some blind leader blindly into the the big crevasse that leaves out for us. We must know where we're going, and when something smells fishy, we gotta get out of it and say so, and show show where it's fishy, where something smells bad, in the direction that we're going. You gotta stop applauding leaders. You gotta watch everyone, including yourself. And because we're all prone to flattery and all this stuff, and I trained myself years ago, that, that flattery didn't touch me. Same when I was on stage in music, It didn't matter if I was in rock music, pop music, folk music, or playing classical on stage. Um, I could walk away from the applause because I didn't really need it. I I liked it when the people enjoyed what I'd I'd given them, but I didn't really need it. And it's the same uh, when you're starting to lead any particular movement or creating ripples in society. Don't allow yourself to be flattered because someone is gonna start using you before you know it. So we have to guard ourselves Closer than anyone else. You guard your mind because you, you have a sentry there. That's you are your sentry to your own mind. And you better be very careful who and what you let into it. Otherwise, it's like letting in a virus. It can take it over very, very quickly. And before you know it, you'll be doing things you would never have thought of before. That's what you have to do. You start with yourself because you are the microcosm that can affect the microcosm. It's always been this way. It's in all the holy books. So think about that and bring it into your lives. From Hamish and myself up here in Ontario, Canada, it's good night and may your God, all your gods, be with you. I'll see you Monday.